my co-host on Off the Tee, SEN's dedicated golf show during the year, the former world number 16, the only man to beat Tiger Woods twice in two attempts at match play golf. I speak, of course, of Nick 2-0 Hearn. Hello, my friend. Uh, hey, Sam. It's good to hear your voice, mate. Um, what a four days it was, the Australian and the Lakes as well. Ash Buhai back-to-back, Joaquin Neiman winning the men's and Lockie Wood winning the all-abilities. There was concerns last year, Nick, about... Um, how the tournament rolled out, trying to get everyone in there together. This year, it seemed like it worked a lot better utilising the two courses. Um, How did you think that the Australian Open played out? It seemed like such a coming together of Australian golf. I loved it. Yeah, I was the same. Um, I did the commentary the last couple of weeks. And and, and this one, I mean, when they've got three tournaments going at once, the men, the women and the all abilities, I... It's hard to explain how difficult it is for the production team to put all this on, and uh, and they did an amazing job, um, you know, get everything to, to flow so smoothly. The issue they had, I guess, on the weekend was there was quite big cuts. They they got rid of the second cut, mm. um, which they had last year, which was a bit of a complaint. So they, you know, they made some tweaks, but then, unfortunately, well, fortunately and fortunately, there was a lot of amateurs that made the cut on the women's side and a few on the men. So, you know, the cuts are usually just pros only, but when you add the amateurs in, it means there's a big weekend. So they had to do sort of a morning and an afternoon field. It would have been great if we could have had it all off one tee, but unfortunately it wasn't to be, which is why we saw Adam Scott teeing off the 10th tee uh, yesterday and, and almost winning from the other side. So, you know, there, there's still a couple of tweaks to be made, but all in all, I thought it was a fantastic event. What a... What a 18th hole luck and Neiman played three times in a row in regulation going into the corporate village and then two amazing shots uh, each time on in the playoff. And a deserved winner there. And, and Buhai, she was just outstanding all day, I thought. And just managed to pip, uh, pip Minji Lee, who was fighting very hard. Just a double bogey on the back nine Costa, unfortunately. Yeah, let's start with Joaquin Neiman. You and I always speak every week on Off the Tee um, during the year about it seems like in major tournaments or big tournaments around the world, there's always a shot, isn't there? There's always one shot that will be the one that's replayed over and over and over again. If Min Woo had a one, it would have been probably out of the pine needles on 16 on the final day or on 17 on day two. Now that ball just doing a 90-degree left-hand turn back to the hole was just extraordinary from the chef. But the shot from Neiman, I mean, just explain the difficulty to have no line of sight to where you're trying to hit, to go over the top of a hospitality tent over the water and find the heart of the green. I mean, that will live on in the annals of history. I mean, that was the shot. Yeah, it was. He got extremely lucky off the tee. I mean, when he hit that tee shot, his head sunk and gone, oh, no, I've, I've kind of given it away because yeah, he thought he was in the trees. But fortunately, he got all the way out the other side. And he actually had a clean lie, had a swing, and he could go over the top of the trees and you know he's climbing through the hospitality tent at one point to try and get a line but I think the most impressive thing was is that he hit a pin high his caddy uh Gary Matthews the, the animal as they call him uh he, he got the number right and and Joaquin executed beautifully he it was funny he hit the shot and then he just dropped his head because he didn't really know where it was going so there was no point watching it and the roar told the story so for him to hit it there was so impressive yeah, birdie, birdie, eagle. Had eagle attempts, as you say, three times in a row uh, on 18. So deserved winner. Um, we had three Aussies with leads on the men's on the final day. Adam Scott before the fence did him in. Um, Lucas Herbert before he had a triple bogey on nine and then bogey 10. And and it just didn't all come together for Min Wu. He made a little late charge, but just wasn't able to uh, repeat his heroics from a, a week earlier. But what a couple of weeks he's 
had. Um, unfortunately, none of them could end up going on with it. But geez, we were close to having the Stonehaven Cup stay in Australia. Yeah, we we certainly did. I mean, uh, everyone thought Min Wu was going to take it out, I guess, after Friday. He had a three-shot lead going into the weekend, and then he, he stiffs one on the first hole on Saturday to go four ahead, and you thought, OK, he's going to walk this in. But all of a sudden, he, he really struggled with his game on the Saturday, and I was really impressed how he was still able to shoot one under with his, I guess, B or C game, really, that he mm. had. And you're kind of expecting him to find something on Sunday and just, just a little spark, but the first three or four holes, you know, he's making six, seven footers for, for par on each hole, and uh, you're thinking, oh, he's, he's kind of struggling to the green, and it just never really clicked, but you were still kind of waiting, even though he was two, three back at one point, you thought, okay, the magic's going to happen somewhere, and then the shot he hit in, I think one of the most impressive shots, other, you know, he hit that one into 16 out of the pints draw, if he'd have converted that birdie, he probably would have won the golf tournament, mm. but then on the following hole, he sort of laid back well off the tee, and he had 100 and 97 metres back into a breeze and he absolutely striped, I think what was like a four iron or something, straight over the pin and you thought, okay, this is the moment. You know, he's going to finish Birdie Eagle somehow to win this golf tournament and uh, it just didn't happen for him. But he was obviously still really happy with the two weeks. He finished first and and third and an amazing achievement. It would have been great to see the the Lee sibling double. I mean, that's never been done, obviously. So uh, maybe in future years, who knows? But what a star that young man is. As a WA born and raised yourself, uh, these two, um, I think, might just be, at the moment, they seem like the two most important people uh, in Australian golf. Minji's already won the two majors. Min Woo is a major waiting to happen. We spoke during the year about the fact that he was actually top 10 at the halfway mark of three out of the four majors this year. So he's got the game, and they, at the moment, are attracting new fans in a different way, social media, um, they're the most, you know, Min, the, everything they're doing is having a big impact for Australian golf. Yeah, they certainly are. I mean, Minji's more of the, the quieter type, I guess you could say, where she goes about her business. And then you've got Minwoo, who's the other extreme, and uh, he loves the social media aspect. You know, they, it's this let him cook and they're calling the him Woozy. I mean, there used to be a Woozy. <laughs> yeah, the chef. Used to be Ian Woozy, now it's Min Woozy Lee. So, uh <laughs> He's uh, he's certainly a character, and um, it's kind of you know it's great for golf, I think, and and for him, because remember he was meant to sign up, or he did sign up for the TGL, the Tiger and Rory's League, which was going to be simulated golf. Mm. But unfortunately, that's going to have to wait till 2025. So for him to even be included in in those names was was obviously really really good. And um, don't forget the other person from WA who's a star as well as uh, Hannah Green on the women's side. Yes. So, I think uh, she's got a lot more golf left in her and maybe definitely a few majors as well. Uh, we're running out of time, Nick, but it just feels like given the groundswell of support for golf at the moment, I know it was three different organisations that ran all these three different events and how it would work, I don't know. But at a, at a time in the world where golf is sort of recalibrating itself with PIF and PGA sort of aligning and DP and all of that, we need to be really aggressive, I think, from an Australian point of view and say, right, let's get the best in the world to come and do the PGA, the Australian Open, and let's bring back the Australian Masters so a month of golf can be played and you can have the live to make it four tournaments in, 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 in a month and try to put Australia back on the map for a big international swing um, because it feels like it's cherry ripe for that. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, wouldn't that be something having three of our big ones back? I mean, we've got two, obviously, the Masters. It'd be awesome to get the gold jacket back out again, obviously, and as you say, maybe combine it with a live event. Uh, who knows? But I think, I think the national opens worldwide. I mean, we had the South African Open going on at the same time as well, mm. and you could tell by the locals there how proud Dean Burmester was to win his national open, and, and here 
you know, that we've, we've known the history on the cup as well. Uh, you know, the, the Normans, the, the Thompsons, the Nagels, and even Nicholas and Player. I mean, they won it six, seven times respectively. So the history of the Australian Open, we need to get that back up into, uh, you know, the highest echelon of golf. And it used to be almost the fifth major, I guess, back in the day. So mm. hopefully we can get it back up into those sorts of stages again. But bringing the international players down, it was great to see Joaquin Neiman. There was three Japanese players all contending at one point. We had Scots. Uh, you know, we had everyone, English players, Aussies, New Zealanders. It was just fantastic. And uh, I think it was just an awesome week. We're going to run out of time, my friend. Good luck teeing it up at Cathedral tomorrow. You're taking part in the Cathedral International. It's an incredible field that's been assembled, including Cam Smith and Adam Scott and Mark Leishman. Um, it's going to be phenomenal. Tickets still uh, on the website if you wanted to get up there for the Wednesday sessions. Um, we might even get you on next week because we've got to talk golf ball rollback. We've got to talk Colin Morikawa controversy. There's a heap. We'll speak to you then, my friend. Cheers, Sam. Great chatting. Uh, Nick, 2-0 Hearn. We'll be back to tidy up the air on the other side of the break.